Hello, San Diego First Church. This is the Connecting Points podcast from San Diego First Church. This is Matt Wilson, one of the pastors on staff, and I'm here with Pastor D. Kelly. Good to be with you this morning. Thanks, Matt. I always enjoy these times together and uh, looking forward to jumping into the Word. Just so you all know, we do this as a part of our Living Lectionary series. We are going through the lectionary for the next, uh, now, two and a half years, Mm -hmm. almost two years. Um, And uh, we are in year A of that. And as a part of our devotional series on this, yes, there's a written part of it, but we like to offer these uh, audio podcasts, audio devotionals to uh, create some space for dialogue around the lectionary passages uh, that we have for the week. And so uh, this week we are connecting what Dee preached on Sunday, the Matthew passage, with uh, one of Paul's letters, the letter to the church in Colossae. So uh, Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. Love to read that passage for us before uh, we jump into the conversation. This comes, comes from Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pretty short four verses, but Dee, do you have anything, insight either from this passage or the other passages that are part of this week? Yeah. Um, Yeah, a couple of things. Um, First, uh, something that's um, been very helpful to me with this Colossians as a standalone piece before I connected to the Matthew um, I have always loved this passage, but I think it's hard to understand if you don't um, place what follows as an explanation mm. of these first four verses. Yeah. So um, in this brief passage at the beginning of chapter three, it says, set your minds on things above. But we don't get to the explanation of what those things above are mm. until we get to verse 12. Yeah. Um, 12 through 17 really are the kind of explanation of what it means to set your heart on things above. And if you're looking for a passage to memorize, that's hard, but a wonderful to to Mm. commit to memory because it just goes through this wonderful litany of words that are packed, filled with um, discipleship language, um, uh, community living language. Mm -hmm. And so I can read it for us. I have it in front of us. Yeah. Um, This is Colossians 3, verse 12. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if if anyone has a complaint with another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Above all. Clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Amazing. Amazing. And then it goes on to talk about um, fill your heart with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. It is just such a packed, thick 
passage of what it means to set yourself yeah. in a in a mindset and in a heart set yeah. of living out the faith. Mm-hmm. But there is a corollary piece that precedes it, and it ties into chapter three, verse three, which says, "For you died, and your life is now hidden." What does it mean to put to death certain things in your life? Mm-hmm. And then it begins to list all of the things that are that are part of a um, an earthly nature, I guess, is the language that's used, but it can lead us in places and distract us from what it means to live a life fully for Christ. And so that's what the 5 through 11 verses are, um, an invitation to consider those things, lay them down, and then transform your thinking, transform your heart mm-hmm. by by where you place your your concentration, your vision, your hopes for the future. Mm-hmm. So all of that then taken back to the Matthew passage where we have the women going to the tomb and they discover the one who was supposed to be in the tomb mm-hmm. is now risen from the dead. Yeah. So there are all kinds of things that were put to death. Now we have this interaction between the woman and Christ where they grab hold of his ankles and worship and lay claim to their um, position as followers, now Christ do for us, is kind of the gesture, the symbolic gesture of grabbing hold of the ankles. Um, And the admonition from both the angels and Jesus, do not be afraid. Yeah. Um, Hope still is, and now you're grabbing hold of the fulfillment of hope. Yeah. So powerful to me. And so when we talk about setting our hearts on things above, there is a component of hope, but there's also a looking to the ways in which God has worked in the past and the resurrected Christ that is forever Mm -hmm. and setting our hearts in that space where hope becomes a reality. Yeah. That's one of the connecting points for me. Yeah. Sorry, I went on and on. How about you, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're great. And I agree with that. I think um, explaining the context of the Colossians passage helps us understand that the the life that we are invited into is a is a consistent one of of putting to death an old way of thinking. And not old way of like what a tradition or past experiences but in um in another way paul will talk about this as a like an egotistical worldview Mm. of uh, you put away this ego that is self-centered that is your satisfaction or your power you put you put that to death and is you that is it is christ alive in you um and i I see this here as well um in this colossians colossians passage connected to this death and resurrection that it's not just uh, hope involves not just yay there is something to look forward to but it is an admittance of like there's also some stuff that has to go away Mm. there's some stuff that Mm. needs to die um or or uh, experience some death and we can lament that we can grieve that and because there is death there is new life and there's something to look forward to there is hope on the distance, but you can't have that that hope without the closing the chapter, closing down some things. Yeah, one of the things that I think is part of that hope is that it often feels like the admonition um, put to death those things 
can feel hard, overwhelming, patterns mm. are so strong. Yeah. Um, my understanding of the language regarding Christ in the um, storyline of the crucifixion and resurrection is that the word in the original language of crucified is not simply a past tense rendition of that word, mm. but is in a sense continually crucified on our behalf. Mm, yeah. And for me, what that means is when Colossians says, um, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ, mm -hmm. that as <laughs> things come up in my life mm -hmm. that get exposed to the light and I go, ah, that's one more evidence of my very narcissistic, self-centered yeah. journey, that Christ's continuation of being crucified on our behalf and resurrected, mm. that we join in that and surrender to what's already been done on our behalf. Like the yeah. power of death has been overcome. Mm -hmm. That's what the resurrection is about, is to say that's no longer the final chapter. Yeah. There is more that's been written, and that in and of itself tells me I don't do this alone. Yeah. And I don't just do it in community. I do it in community with Christ. Yeah. And Christ has provided the power through which I can um, sometimes instantly, sometimes over time, let go of and put down those old patterns and old ways that are either self-destructive or other destructive mm -hmm. by how I act. Yeah. And I think it's really relatively difficult to be, and this is maybe just how we're habituated as people, it's relatively difficult to be constantly reminding ourselves that, oh, wait, like, I'm resurrected. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I'm not my own. Or, oh, yeah, like, I'm not beholden to power structures or patterns of of decision-making that are, are against Christ. Like, we, I, I, I was just having this conversation with somebody that uh, of, like, yeah, we, we think of, we're just waiting around. Like, faith is just waiting around for Jesus to show back up or for heaven to come, right? And, and Christ is inviting us into a, a, a resurrection mindset of we are clothing ourselves in the resurrection. And so these things that are full of fear, they no longer hold power the same way they do. So we can, we can forego this, like, the fear of... Uh, of the unknown, the fear of, of all of kind of the like frustrations we have and lean into generosity, lean into hospitality, into hope because de death has no, has lost its sting. Fear has lost its sting. Yeah. I, I, Matt, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that is worth dwelling on how, um, how manipulated we feel when somebody holds something over us. Yeah. And so the Roman Empire displayed their strength. We can put to death anyone we choose to put to death. Mm -hmm. And the resurrection says, oh, you actually don't have that power over me ultimately. Yeah. Jesus says, I lay down my life of my own accord. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder... Uh, how different I would feel 
if I could recognize the ways I often feel manipulated or um, placed in a posture of fear and don't act out of freedom, out of love, out of grace, because of fear of lost reputation or lost opportunity or a lost dream or whatever, yeah. um, how much more emboldened I might be to the things to which God has called me if I didn't find myself in fear of somebody else's power over me. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I think that that's worth reflecting on. Yeah, to, to remind ourselves each day to choose resurrection. Yeah. To choose to remember that we are resurrected in Christ. And so, yeah, that power is not hold, held over us. The power is with the risen one. Yep. That's Easter. That's Easter for you. Yep. Good to be with you, D. Thanks, Matt.